stepped into the path of the oncoming vampire and struck its head from its body before it had a chance to get anywhere near Quinn. Stay down, he shouted at her, another futile plea disguised as a command. She wouldn't listen. She never listened. Quinn, all smoldering heat and explosive fury wrapped up in a small, dark-haired package, smiled at him, and he nearly lost his balance. A gentleman wouldn't keep yelling at me she said, firing one of the many guns she kept on her at all times, then firing another. Why are they attacking now? How did they find us? I'm sick to death of battling vampires and shifters, and it's bad enough when we know why they're after us. This? This is just crazy. I never claim to be a gentleman, and most vampires are, by their very nature, insane. He said, launching himself into the air toward a pair of wolf shifters that clearly intended to claim either a rebel leader or a high priest of Atlantis, or both, for a late-night snack. The moonlight glinted blue streaks in Quinn's untidy mop of hair, and he had a fraction of a second to wonder why he was noticing her hair in the midst of a heated battle. Why the scent of her skin and curve of her lips formed the puzzle pieces of his greatest obsession. He refused to admit the truth of it, even to himself. Battle now, the rest of it later. Alaric released the energy sword and conjured ice daggers as he flew up and over the shifters and then hurled both of them down at precisely the exact time and angle needed to simultaneously pierce both of their hearts. They fell, thudding to the ground together in a shapeless mass of unrealized rage and thwarted ambition. Enemies were here to deal death tonight, and Alaric, who'd been Atlantean warrior and high priest of Poseidon for centuries, had no intention of allowing even one of them to succeed. Not if he could help it. Beware, he called out, but a tiger's scream drew his attention from Quinn after she shot an attacking wolf shifter. Jack, one of fewer than a dozen tiger shifters still in existence, fought like a berserker from old, only a dozen paces from where Alaric and Quinn stood. A vampire's head rolled from its body seconds after Jack struck. Sarai, the Atlantean princess Jack protected, trembled and backed away. Help Sarai, Quinn shouted at Alaric. She's just out of stasis after 11,000 years. It's not like she knows how to protect herself from this. But seconds later, Sarai transformed into a beast that had been extinct for millennia, using ancient magic long forgotten. A shimmer of brilliant silver power surrounded her, and then a saber-toothed tiger roared where an Atlantean princess had shivered in the cool night air. The cacophony of battle, rude and loud and clashing, stilled for a frozen moment in time as attackers and defenders alike swung toward the sound of an ancient, deadly predator. The forest itself froze as nature's darkest memories conjured up long-forgotten fears. Quinn's small guns barked out a warning, once, twice, thrice, and Alaric whirled to find a dead vampire slamming into the ground at his feet. He looked up to meet Quinn's gaze, all smoke and mystery in the moonlight. I may not have any magic, but I do okay she said, shrugging her slender shoulders. Before she finished speaking, Alaric was leaping toward her, calling power to himself and forming energy spheres in both hands. The trio of bloodsuckers rushed at Quinn with deadly intent, and Alaric knew that whoever had masterminded this attack had painted a target on her. Kill the North American rebel leader, and maybe the entire human rebellion falls apart. He almost laughed at the thought. Maybe not the rebellion, but a single man, both warrior and priest, Yes, that man would fall apart, and the world would be lucky to survive it. Quinn saw him coming and swung around in a half circle so he could stand at her back. 
She fired her guns and he hurled energy spheres in both hands, dealing oblivion and the true death to vampires and shapeshifters both. When the wave of attackers subsided, either dead or regrouping, Alaric heard the single vampire who was actually on their side shout Sarai's name. That's Daniel, Quinn said. What happened? Sarai has fallen, Alaric said grimly. Whether from wounds or from too ambitious use of her magic after eleven millennia of stasis sleep, I cannot tell from here. Daniel flew through the air towards Sarai and landed with one foot on each side of her waist, standing over her prone body. He snarled something at her, and then slashed his cross daggers at an attacking vampire with such preternatural speed that even Alaric almost didn't see him do it. He saw the vamp's head roll across the ground, though. We have to help them, Quinn said, and she started to run. Alaric did not waste a single breath arguing with her. He simply followed her, protected her, until someone else screamed, and Quinn skidded to a halt so abruptly that he nearly knocked.